0: You're listening to Lips LA with Scott Lips.
1: Hey, it's Scott. Welcome back to another episode of Spin Magazine's Lip Service. On this episode, we get into the year in review, the 2022 wrap-up. Myself and music editor of Spin, Daniel Cohn, will get into the best TV shows, the best music, the best live shows, the best of 2022. Coming up in just a moment, Daniel Cohn of Spin Magazine and myself the year in review
0: you're listening to lips la with scott lips
1: our show today is brought to you by the fine folks at thursday's boot company you guys have seen me rocking these boots and every other picture i have on instagram i'm always repping them thursday's boots is a bootstrap startup that makes the best handcrafted boots and sells them direct to consumer at some of the lowest markups in the footwear industry thursday's boots tagline is highest quality Honest Prices because they use some of the best materials like full grain leather, supple glove leather lining, and gold standard Goodyear welt construction. Thursday's boot company sells their boots at prices starting at just $149 with free shipping and returns. They've been featured in all the best fashion press, from Esquire to GQ to Cosmo and Vogue. More importantly, they've gotten over 20,000 five-star reviews from real customers. Thursday's boots are perfect for people who understand quality and don't want to pay a high retail markup for a great-looking pair of boots that are built to last so check them out at Thursdays Boots on instagram my favorite shoes my favorite boots you always see me repping them you'll love it
0: you're listening to lips la with scott lips
1: hey it's scott lips and welcome back to yet another episode of spin magazine's lip service this is the year in review 2022 i'm joined today my friend the music editor of spin magazine daniel cohen How's it going dude? It's going all right, buddy. We uh we had a great interview last time with the boys in Palais Royal. Oh yeah. Very successful, very fun. So I'm excited to chop it up. We're just gonna get into like our favorite things this year, Daniel. Our favorite interviews, our favorite music. It's interesting, you know, the way that we consume music these days. It's so much different than we used to. I mean, I only consume music really, kind of in the single format, and I really don't listen to full records that much. So when putting together these lists, it's always
0: challenging for me. So why 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 is that though? Is it just convenience, or I'm part of that TikTok generation, mm. I guess. You know, <laughs> I there consume everything in like 10 second intervals.
1: But but really, I mean, it is interesting. I mean, when I was going through my list and reviewing everything, I was even thinking about some of the bands, and one of the first fans I do want to speak about who I think had a stellar year was Maniskin. but you know if you even think about their year and I was going back and reviewing everything they didn't even release a record this year it's all been singles
0: but SNL look they were on SNL in January they played every major festival they took the momentum that they were building from last year and kicked through the door they did. And and I love
1: the fact that they look like a real rock band. Because when we had our friends in here the other day from Pelor, I just thought to myself, you know, this is the era I grew up in when bands look like bands. And you and I spoke about riffing about, you know, the Guns N' Roses records and, you know, User Illusion, the B sides. And so, you know, that is an era when everyone looked like rock and roll bands. I think there's a little bit of a move towards bands really looking like rock and roll bands this year with those guys, and obviously there's a, a bunch of other bands that are happening this year, like uh, a band called Beauty School Dropouts, obviously the struts are from a few years ago. We had them on the show not long ago, but there's a whole movement. And in don't forget, now. he played at your birthday. He did, he did, and that was, uh, we're gonna talk about that, one of my favorite gigs this year. But uh, let's get into a little bit. I mean, are you a fan
0: of Maniskin? Did you like what was happening with them this year? The music isn't for me, but I get what they're doing, and I, I, I see where they're going. And the funny thing is that Lollapalooza, when I saw him play, they had a gigantic crowd, and it was just, it was just you know, it felt like a throwback to a different era. And then seeing them after the set was funny. Because, well, not funny, not like ha funny, but it was like, you know, we they were roaming around in, like, the back area, and the singer had a, his arm in a sling. So it's like, <laughs> what happened here that all of a sudden that you were, you know, f- going crazy on stage, and then, I don't know, like an hour later, you're, like, bandaged up. There is no explanation as to why. Strange. But when they come on the show, I'll have to ask
1: them about that, for sure, because I think they'll be coming up soon. But it is interesting. I mean, they have a new record coming out, I think, around January 20th, Rush. They just did a song with Tom Morello that's dropping soon, Gossip. But, you know, when I went to see them play, and we'll we'll talk about some of our favorite gigs actually this past year – I mean, most of their songs that are great are not their own songs. So it is interesting now that they're releasing a lot of singles. The pressure's on. The pressure's on to have a great year. We'll see what next year holds from I'm excited to see 2023 for them. I do think they're going to have a big year, and I love the fact that they're – if you think about Italian rock bands, there has never been an Italian rock band that I can remember ever to really break through in America.
0: No, not to this scale. Definitely not. But I think a lot of that has to do with uh, TikTok because I think – Summer of 2021 is when the, they really caught on, and it's just it's like they let the door open and they just again they smashed through it and ran out and yeah and early on
1: they were doing collabs with Iggy who I just saw mm-hmm. play the
0: other day and we'll get into
1: that whole thing, um, but uh, yeah I mean, let's talk about another band I think that had a pretty big year that I didn't know actually up until this year Wet Leg oh yeah great record. Uh, and I, it's real fun. It's fun pop. I mean, some great songs on the record. Wet Dream, Chase Lounge. It will definitely go into my top
0: five songs of the year. They dominated South By, too. They were kind of the most buzzed about band. And they had lines all over the place. And that's when you know, when, when you see boots on the ground like that and lines like that at an event like South By where... It, they're everywhere, and there's still big lines. You know, there's some legit buzz around it, despite what all the naysayers may say. Yeah,
1: they kind of came out of nowhere, right? I mean, what is the history of that band? Because actually, to be honest with you, I didn't really know where they came from.
0: Out of nowhere, there, there, there are two of them put together an album, and then I think they put together a SoundCloud secret SoundCloud that went to a manager that went to a label, and bada bing, bada boom, and.
1: Happened so quickly. It is fascinating how quickly things can happen now in music, right? Between SoundCloud and the way that people discover music. There are artists that come out of the blue. Years ago, bands had to, you know, they were slugging it in the clubs. It could take
0: years. And now it's like within a month, the band is like buzzing all over. Well, this was a private SoundCloud, so no one knows. But that's why they have their naysayers and their supporters like every band. But I think divisiveness is good because it leads to uh, a polarizing group, which, you know, I think there needs to be more of that instead of everyone on one side, or everyone on the other side. Or I do think everyone should be on, you know, not of the same group think, but of an opinion. They've certainly evoked opinions in 2022. Definitely.
1: Well, I, I assume and it's a the, fun album. It's you know, a fun like album. I mean, it's feel good music. Everybody loves a feel good song and feel good music. And one of our other favorite bands that I know we both appreciate, the Chili Peppers. is they had a great year, too. For Shantae, back in the band, I don't think anyone expected we'd get more than one album. We got two albums this year. Uh, I actually could, would have preferred this to be just one album instead of like 40 songs and like eight great songs. But uh, I still think, again, you know, it's great to hear him back in the band. Uh, definitely loved a bunch of the songs in this record. I think Eddie is a great song, a tribute to Eddie Van Halen, and it's just great to hear for Shante back in the band. He's such a signature sound for that band, and it always works. And we saw them play, I think, at the Fonda not long ago. A great show, one of my favorite gigs this year. Um, did you like the records? Two records?
0: Not really. Not really. Okay. <laughs> I like this. I like Black Summer. Yeah, that felt vintage Chili Peppers. It did. It, it did. felt it had that you know that that extra you know, fire to it. And it just felt like if that was the direction that they were going in on those albums, it was like, holy shit, this is going to be a gigantic record. Then it kind of just, you know, went away. And then the second one came out and kind of was just there. But you know what? It's a vehicle to tour these days, right? Isn't that what's most important? Definitely. And and they played their biggest shows in the States today. They were playing football stadiums. Amazing.
1: And then I think next year there, it's them and Iggy Pop and the Strokes and amazing it's a great lineup for sure well that was a great gig i will say that the fonda gig i think was their first gig back with fishante and an incredible gig good and great the, energy great energy for sure another artist this year that had a great year andrew watt uh, my buddy actually did the record he's actually uh, in a lot of this list this year because he actually did the aussie record which we'll speak about too but eddie better and i, I feel like you're a big fan of eddie Vetter. i think
0: mm-hmm. knowing that you're a big pearl jam fan i think that you like this record i did it was it was uh it was definitely split into two different sides a side a and a side b in terms of vibe and tenor of where things were i mean invincible is one of the best songs he's done and it was, feels very much like a peter gabriel song yeah and then it goes in you know it just goes into different you know rock uh, just rock, the eras of rock you feel like you're going through like the single uh long way feels like a tom petty song it has ben Montench on it Then you go on to the other side, there's like faster, you know, upbeat songs. I think Eddie at the listening party said he wanted it to feel like one of his live shows. That's how he sequenced the album the way he did, which I thought was really interesting. And he had Stevie Wonder and like Elton John on it. Yeah.
1: Brother of the Cloud for me was one of the best songs. And that feels like a- Very emotional song. It is. And it feels like a Pearl Jam song. And that song could have fit easily on any great Pearl Jam record. Um, But another great record. And again, you know- Another year for my friend Andrew Watt. He seems to be the go-to guy oh, yeah. for taking artists. I, I know that he just did the Iggy Pop record, which they've been dropping some singles on. And so he, he's the guy. I mean, this is uh, another record I love that he did this year, uh, Ozzy's new record, uh, which had Tony Iommi on it. It had, obviously, Zach Wilde on it, Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck. And uh, yeah, it's unfortunate. I feel like Ozzy may not be able to tour this record next year from everything we hear.
0: Is he? Is he? I thought they had the uh, No More Tours 2 dates still up there. Is that not not a thing anymore he just has a lot of complications uh, uh with, with the surgery he just had and so
1: apparently like i think the dates for next year are in question oh. um, but a great record and again i mean a signature andrew watt mike mccready's on the record too some great songs on the record i personally love the zach wilde track parasite uh, but all in all like you know again i, I feel like of ozzy's
0: better work obviously i love ozzy's time in sabbath but good it's record. been in the past two albums he's done what he's done with watt have been great Definitely, it's a it's it's a shame that COVID happened and his health issues happened because, imagine hearing the song on songs on the road like, like everything about it just all star band, great writing, great production, it, Ozzy's latest chapter of you know rebirth. Yeah, definitely, and it was great to see him on stage with Naomi this
1: year earlier. So that was I think he did uh, one of the World Games or it wasn't FIFA. It was. He did a a gig with IOMI in London earlier this year at a sporting event, and it was was great. Great to see them reunited on stage. Another record this year that I thought was a great record, Tears for Fears, The Tipping Point. I don't know if you got into this record. I really like this record. Uh, One of their stronger records, I think, to date.
0: One of our editors was a big fan of it. I haven't listened to it.
1: It's definitely a good record. Heavy Beatles influence. My Demons is a track that I really like. And uh, another record we can get into, Elvis Costello had a great year. I think this is a record that a lot of people liked. Again, it's like vintage Costello. He actually did this record live, too. It came
0: out alive at Memphis. It, it That is missing these days. I feel like there needs to be more of that because, it, again, it goes back to the recording and the warmth and, like, the, you know. Authenticity of what a sound should sound like, if that makes sense.
1: Definitely, and and a strong record. I will say, I, you know, I'm a huge Elvis Costello fan. I love his early records, and it was great to see him back in fine form. So, uh, another record we were just chatting about briefly, Big Thief, another record that's on everyone's list. I personally I, I can't really get into this record that much, but I know everyone seems to love it.
0: Wanted to get your take on it. It has a very upstate New York vibe to it. It's like if you, it's like, but <laughs> what is that exactly? That's, it's like uh, it's like you know, if you're if you're going to like. The Catskills in September, October, the leaves are falling off <laughs> right. and you're walking through the woods. That's what it feels like. That's what you put on your phone or put on whatever you listen to. And that's your soundtrack. A little and bit Dylan yeah, guess. Yeah, very much dilliness, so. And yeah. the lyrics are really
1: good, too. Yeah. But this did not make your top five or top ten. It lists. did not. Although oddly enough, because we were just chatting about it before. There's these lists that I guess, you know, everyone, all the critics sort of get into and and they vote on their favorite records. And this is a record that seemed to end up on everyone's list. Now, to be quite frank, I hadn't heard about it before. But uh, for some reason, this is a record that really resonated with a lot of the critics.
0: Yeah, I mean, Big Thief has long been a favorite of of the music critic world. And this time it's funny because a few people sprouted up when the album was released in February and said, don't hate me if I don't like this album, which do I just rolled my eyes. It's just like you shouldn't have to apologize for not liking something. You, you either do you do or you don't, and you don't have to apologize how you for how you feel.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I want to get into your favorites, too, but it's interesting. You know that I always lean a little bit towards the rock side of things. So there are a few records on this list that are not exactly rock and roll, but some of my favorite records for sure. I think that we agree on some of them. I think The Smile is a band that everyone can agree upon.
0: Yeah, we don't know what Tomorrow brings. It's just... You know, a great song. There's no ways, no way to split it up. That is just a great song. And, you know, on this tour, they've been playing new, new material that is, aren't, isn't on that album. So Amazing. I'm very curious to see what that means for them moving forward.
1: For those of you who don't know The Smile, it's actually Tom York from Radiohead, mm-hmm. Johnny Greenwood. And it really is, for me, some of it sounds like early Radiohead, which is why I love it. Because I feel like at some point, Tom York with his solo stuff, it kind of took a turn towards Electronica... But Apex that's the twins. But that's
0: the beauty about them, though, is that they're not afraid to experiment and go with how they feel instead of feeling locked into a box. That's true. They're just going to do what they want, make really good music, and you're going to go along for the ride and it's going to be great. I, they, I, they've earned trust after 30 years. They I have think. they have. Although I
1: love Pablo Honey, so I don't mind you know comparisons to early Radiohead and Nigel Godrich is on this record, produced the record. And so, yeah, definitely on everyone's top list this year. Great record. I haven't seen them live. Have you seen them live this year yet? No, they're playing here next week. Amazing. So closing out their tour. Maybe that's a shrine. If, if you're not on the East Coast, maybe that's something we need to attend together. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be on the Far East Coast, <laughs> but <laughs> All right. Well, the Far East, I won't be there. But uh, another record this year, which I love, actually the single, which I really love, one of my favorite songs this year, "Everything Electric," Liam Gallagher oasis for me the one band that needs to reunite that never is, gonna happen never gonna happen but even for a hundred million dollars
0: never gonna happen
1: but uh Dave Grohl played on this track mm-hmm. it's an epic track it's again sounds like vintage oasis and uh, you know the rocking side of
0: oasis well Liam knows what works for him he and does he, and does. he's not afraid to stick to it the tried and true method his brother is very different his brother will kind of experiment a bit more but Liam knows what works he gives people what they want and that you know that's what you're doing that's what you're doing and Good on him for knowing, you know?
1: Yeah, because there are a couple of albums that he was kind of experiment- BDI was a band for me that never mm-hmm. really worked. Uh, but this record Well, in that particular- was
0: Oasis without uh, Noel. That's right, why exactly. I did it. Yeah.
1: But this record in particular really works. I me in this single, and obviously having Dave Grohl on it didn't hurt. So it's just a great track. Didn't Greg
0: track. Kirsten uh, produce it too? Yeah, I
1: think so, yeah. So that's another great album. I think uh, if we're going to talk about... I think everyone in the world probably agrees, one of the biggest artists this year and having you know, the, year, the biggest year ever, Harry Styles. So there's no way to avoid Harry Styles. But, you know, I'm a rock guy and I still appreciate Harry Styles. I think he made a great record. Is it the album of the year? Is he the artist of the year? Who
0: knows? Well, it depends by your metric and standard, too. That's true.
1: But I will say, As It Was is a really catchy song. I think the record's great. I mean, listen, his first couple records, to me, you know, they're referencing Bowie, so I never mind an artist that referenced Bowie.
0: But that's but my only issue with him is that he's trying to be Bowie instead of trying to be his own person.
1: That's true, that's true. But he is talented. We oh, there's no doubt about that. We can't deny, you know, I think, what did he do? He did, like,
0: 27 nights at Madison Square Garden. I mean, I thought it was 15, 15, and 15 is how he's splitting it up. But he's had some really great openers, too, which... Speaks to his knowledge as a musician. Either that or he has just a great booking agent.
1: Yeah, but apparently the screams are so loud when you go to see him
0: play that you can't even hear him singing because— At Coachella, was <laughs> an absolute circus. I, there had to be at least 100,000 of the 100-and-something thousand people there th- just there for him. So I feel bad for whoever went up against him that night. Amazing. Well, either way, he had a huge year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if we talk about certain trends that are happening this year, obviously Rosalia had a huge year. Fantastic album fantastic album a great mix of sound and she is the future
1: she is I mean I, I love the fact that she's sort of defying genres I mean she did a great track with The Weeknd on this mm-hmm. record and if you look at her year and you look at artists like Bad Bunny probably the biggest artist this entire year that's definitely a trend that's been happening in music I mean you never would have an artist that would be the top artist in the world you know that was a Spanish artist and and this year it happened with Bad
0: Bunny oh for sure and much deserved because that guy is, talk about a star yeah Selling out Yankee Stadium and SoFi a few nights, like that's as big as it gets. No question. So talking about the Rosalia record, any tracks on it particularly that you fell in love with? I was just a fan of just the total vibe of it because it, everything kind of put the you know fit together, lock lock and locked in like a puzzle. Yeah, and it kind of everything flowed together seamless. So I kind of a fan of the whole thing, the way it was a cohesive body of work.
1: Definitely. Well, if there's another trend that's happening in music, I think you you guys actually put Willow on the cover this she year did. so i feel like maybe there's a return to rock and roll i love the fact that she's authentic she's a real artist very much so uh i mean it's funny i was listening to an interview with her the other day day in which she was referencing like primus which is not really? a band that i would think someone of her age would really like but enjoy. she's really knowledgeable about rock she is she is which which i love and she's the real deal she's a real artist uh i mean even demi lovato this year made a rock record and some people seem to like it i didn't particularly get into that but if there's any trend towards rock whether it be
0: demi lovato willis Smith whatever it may be I'm all for it there's definitely an opening in the mainstream element of it because the you know Indian underground rockers have contrary to what many people believe hasn't gone away not at all maybe in the top 40 rock and things like that yeah sure it's not what it was but at the- rock is still around and whoever whatever people say rock is dead it's like you're just not looking definitely and if we talk about rock bands that really had a great year this
1: year we can't not talk about the band that we just interviewed the other day palo royale the great Brothers album palo royale. yeah great album fun I-
0: guys they have a vision they have an aesthetic and that's that's a big part of it and people want to want something like that exactly they, I- wa- they want to be led somewhere and these guys they're the real deal I feel like they could be this generation's My Chem Romance.
1: Absolutely. And uh, they look great. The record's great. No Love in LA, great track. So if you haven't checked out that record, make sure you check it out. Let's not forget Smashing Pumpkins this year, one of my favorite gigs this year, which we'll get into, but mm. a great single with Beguided. Um, I really I actually saw them at the Hollywood Bowl not long ago with James Addiction. How cold were you? I was pretty cold. I feel like that was maybe the last night of the Bowl. And it was, you know, people don't realize that, like, when you're at the Bowl now and it's like, 35, 40 degrees at night. It's not that fun. Uh and, and I actually prefer to see a band inside when you're like freezing. So I love the gig, but I actually love the gig.
0: Well, at least you weren't like Morrissey when he he <laughs> left right, the stage off, when it, right. That's after true. nine songs. So That's true. it could be worse. Always. Well,
1: I I did get to see the pumpkins in New York at Irving Plaza, which was a stellar gig, and that was felt very intimate. And the you know, the lineup is back. So it's great to see the band back in fine form. Jimmy Chamberlain, James e. Ha. great, great record. They have a new record out now, ATUM Act. One, I assume there's an act two coming out. Yeah, isn't this their big 33-song album? Yeah, that's that's what I hear. That's what I hear, and it is a great record. So if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Another band, honorable mention, one of my favorite bands, Royal Blood. There's no way I can... Can't, I, go, again, wrong. can't, can't go, go wrong. Can't go wrong. But again, I can't talk about the fact that they just released a single. So Honey Brains was my, one of my favorite songs of the year, but they did not release a full-length record. So...
0: Are so that fan? means something's on the way then.
1: Yes, but you're a fan of Rodeo. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: for sure. Great, heavy, loud band. Exactly. What more can you ask for? That's true. And and probably my
1: favorite song of this year is Cracker Island, The Gorillas with Thundercat. They also did a great song with Tame Impala. So it's definitely, I don't know, there's something happening with the Gorillas. They're still relevant. They have an album coming out next year. They do. They do. And they they're releasing all kinds of music, they're dropping some singles and the singles are great. At the end of the day, I actually thought this was the catchiest song of the year. I don't know if you checked out Cracker Island, but I love the track. I mean, it's the gorillas, you yeah. know. They
0: <laughs> <laughs> everything's going to everything's going to be like that. Damon still knows how to write a great song and very curious to see what they have coming up on this album. I feel like it's going to be a, a stellar year for them next
1: year. Let's talk about your favorite records this year, because I feel like there's a lot of records on this list that, to be frank with you, I wasn't really aware of. But uh, even the artists that you put on the cover recently,
0: the Artist of the Year. Why is Blood? Why is Blood, Artist of the Year. Let's talk a about great, it. A great, great, great album. She's been around for a bit, a little bit, but a bit. And she's the real deal. I, the songwriting, the musicianship, the total package she is it and i think she's long been a, a favorite of music critics but i think she's about to go into the the mainstream she's playing really good theaters it's packing them out there's a reason why she's artist of the year and if you aren't familiar with her i implore you to dive in and the darkness hearts Glow is just it's just a great album it's just what you want. It's, it's an album that kind of fits every mood, and that's the sign of great music.
1: Well, I will say, and to give you a lot of credit here, last year you turned me on to Turnstile, which had already been around for some time, but I didn't actually know Turnstile, and I feel like this was also their year. Oh, yeah. Turnstile,
0: I think they blew up this year. I think it's safe to say that, right? Yeah. I mean, I, there was a gig at the Palladium. There was sold out. Sold completely out. sold out. A bunch of big musicians were there looking on and established musicians. So that's when you know that there's... Not just buzz, but there's legit interest from the music community at large.
1: Well, at the end of the day, they have great songs, and it's like hardcore but with great songs. So, you know, it's all about the song and the songwriting. So for, I actually saw them play at Ain't No Picnic uh, with uh-huh. The Strokes and another fantastic performance that we'll get into. But let's talk about some of your other favorite records this year.
0: I love Jack White's Entering Heaven Alive. Yeah, that was the second of his two albums. Uh, "Fear of Dawn, the first one, I actually wrote a cover story on. Uh, in March and that was the one that seemed to get a lot of the press and he was something he commented to me about it's like I bet all, you know the first one is always the one that gets all the press but you know I'm releasing two and you know usually when there's a second one you don't it's like you're kind of skeptical about what's going to happen but the second one and you know entering heaven alive was just unbelievable it's Jack at his you know is stripped down and just fantastic songwriting it's just you know very sparse, very quiet. He wrote it at in Michigan on a piano. It's just it's very delicate and it it to many, including myself, it was very much a vintage like white stripes type of mm. album. Well, let's talk about it. we're, we're going to talk about some of our favorite interviews this
1: year. Mm-hmm. You went to interview Jack White. How did it go? He's kind of a reclusive guy, right? Yeah he's we a hit guy it off, that, though, uh, but a guy that a lot of people don't get to know and you feel like there's this big mystery around Jack White. So what was your he's he's just
0: misunderstood. He's (laughs) that's what it is. He's he's a guy who loves music. Yeah. And he loves baseball. I mean and he loves, you know, upholstery. He's a guy he's just a regular guy. You know, you just gotta, you know, get that at that is core, he's just a regular guy who loves music like a lot. So the key was go in there and talk about upholstery for an hour and then Uh, just win a moment. No, we just (laughs) talked about music. And that's the common ground and he really knows what he likes. He knows a lot about the history. And he's a guy who takes great care and pride in, in what how things are presented. He he has a certain a very particular vision. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Did
1: you visit Third Man? Yeah, yeah, it's I great. Was there. It was awesome.
0: I went there once. I actually they had a booth where you could record your own
1: single. Mm-hmm. I did that. I don't know why I did it, but I <laughs> <laughs> felt like what else is there to do when you go in there? But a great label, obviously an icon, great record. So, what are some of your other favorite records this year?
0: Other favorite records. I like Blue Rev by Alves that the Canadian band back for the first time in a few years, quite a few years, and it was a big, 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 critical, critical favorite. Biba Doobie's Btopia. She's she's great. Have you heard her? I have heard her. Yeah. I had not heard her
1: before your list, but I checked her out. She
0: is, you know, she's very young. She's of the TikTok generation, but has that 90s sensibility. Yeah. And, it, and, she, and it's authentic And it's done really well There's so a lot
1: of artists Like Pink Panthers I discovered last year Because of your list And this year We'll put up these lists too For everyone to check out Wet Leg where did We agree We're you talking about Wet Leg for sure
0: And I like Kendrick Lamar's Mr. Morale And the Big Steppers Yeah It's very different Than what people wanted Or hoped from him But it was Interesting to me Because it was an artist Grappling with what they want And what where they want to be mm. And it was just Hearing him discuss that through his lyrics was just really interesting.
1: Yeah, another artist that had a great year, Ethel Kane. She's on everyone's list too. Fan of Ethel Kane? Not as familiar with her as I should be. But she's definitely had a great year an artist to watch. Some
0: honorable mentions along the way, Steve Lacey. I mean, biggest song of the year. Yeah, The Bad Habit was literally everywhere. It topped like four or five charts at one time. No question. Never done, I don't think, in history.
1: Yeah, and I feel like we're also forgetting some other artists there, so there, there's probably a few others on
0: your list here that yeah, we I like, didn't get into. I like Gang of Youths. I think you would really love that album. We
1: talked about it, yeah, and I did check it out, so I need to spend more time it's on that It's a record. really
0: deeply personal album, and I highly recommend that to anyone listening. Is Angel in Real Time is going to really tug at your heartstrings. Yeah, so I will definitely be checking that out. A couple of
1: bands that we did not mention, the 1975, Fontaine's DC, another few bands I thought that had pretty good years this year.
0: Fontaine's DC is a good band. Yeah. 1975, you know, it's getting very sticky for my liking. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you mean eating raw meat on stage is not sticky <laughs> it's sticky. Exactly. It's <laughs> right. just it's it's getting to like Dude, like, we're, <laughs> where, what, what are we doing here? So, we'll get into that. Talking about
1: favorite interviews, right? Yes. We want to move along just for a minute here because we're, we were going to talk about some of our favorite interviews. Mm-hmm. So, Jack
0: White, I'm assuming, was one yeah, of your favorite I interviews. Yeah, I mean, shared? going down to Nashville, it was the story behind that. I was actually at the Innings Fest in, the day before. Came back here for a day, f- took a red eye down to Nashville, I was in Nashville all day, took 6 a.m. fight back here. So, it kind of adds. The travel nuts and bolts, which I'm sure for everyone listening, who cares? But just being in it like that, it just there felt like there was a magic going on. Being able to swing it like that and spend like four or five hours with Jack and kind of get a sense of who he is must been great. And, I feel, like, I feel and,
1: like I'm part of your extended family, and I don't mm-hmm. even know when you're doing these interviews. I don't ever know who's on the covers. I just get you know where we, I we, see we it keep it close to the hip. You but do, the, you do. So.
0: But his, I mean, taking me back was one of the best songs of the year. Yeah, I great think. song, great track. Were there other people that you interviewed this year that you were really excited about? I don't know if you saw it, but I just interviewed uh, Tim Comerford from Rage Against the Machine. I did. And he talked about having cancer. Yeah, that it. was that was a tough one. But it was one of those that, you know, didn't didn't see that coming. Mm. I tried to speak with him about or initially the thought was, we'll speak about his new project, 7070. 70. Maybe we'll get into some rage stuff and kind of that be that. And then he told me that and it was I was I for the first time during an interview, I was speechless. I mean how do you what do you say what do you say and it's just especially when someone is so willing to trust you and op to open up in a way that he did it was just something that meant a lot to me to be able to tell a story and and treat it with, as delicately and as you know with the care that it deserved
1: yeah i always find the best interviews are when people are vulnerable and uh, I was talking to you a little bit about Richard Patrick from Mm -hmm. Filter. We had a great interview, one of my favorite interviews this year. I I feel like it's at about two million views now on social media, but you know, some of these stories have been told before, the story about him going to Trent Reznor and the manager and saying, hey, I want to get some writing credit. You're living in the mansion. I'm living with my parents Mm -hmm. and them saying, hey, we know this great job at this pizza place down the street. Maybe you should be a delivery boy, you know? And so people seem to really take to that. Uh, I definitely felt like that was one of my favorite interviews this year, as well as, Ian bear from The Colt, who doesn't really do a lot of press. No, very
0: very reclusive.
1: Yeah, him and I are friends, and so I always value those friendships. And I feel like that was that was definitely great for me. As well as, you know, I made a new friend of Matt Pinfield this year. Mm-hmm. who really hit it off. You and I have spent some time with him. Great guy. Yeah. I think the Kyle interview we did was great. I was going to put that on there, too. Definitely. Such a fun interview. Great guys, and people seem to really take to that. As well as Simon Lebon and I would say Youngblood were both really fun interviews for me this year.
0: Which was your... Uh your bucket list one. Was there anything this year that was kind of like, I'm glad I got this one?
1: God, I feel like I have bucket list ones all the time. If I had a real bucket list, it would be Larry David. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> there's, there's a LD, list. you listening yeah. out there? For some reason, Larry David does podcasts about sports, and I feel like he does baseball podcasts sometimes. And that might—see, that would go to you because I know nothing about baseball, if I'm going to be honest. So I feel like I really— you better would... brush up. <laughs> yeah, for that interview, I
0: would, for sure. But any other interviews that really stood out for you this year? I'm trying to think because, you know, it. as we were discussing earlier, this, this whole year feels like a time warp, mm-hmm. like up is down, down is up, like a month was a day, a day was a year, and I spoke with Dave Grohl or, or very early in the year about Studio 666, and it was a lot of fun, it was a lot of fun diving into that movie and kind of going over what they were up to at the time before everything changed, and...
1: By the way, the nicest guy on rock and roll, mm-hmm. and, and it is true. I mean, when you meet Dave and I met him before and hung out with him, he really is that genuine. And it's interesting. I think people that what they see with him is truly who he is. I mean, he's no different, you know, off stage and stage. When I met him, he was barbecuing for about 150 people. You know, he put his arm around me and we started chatting and incredible to see that kind of success obviously he had a really really tough year Mm -hmm. uh you know our condolences go out to taylor's family and we'll talk about that in a minute but uh but still there must have been a great time hanging out with him pre-everything happened oh that was
0: over. it was over zoom and it was one of those zooms that flew by because you know you know sometimes on zoom it could be like tedious and you're like okay how much time (laughs) do i have but that one was like wow that was 45 minutes holy shit
1: by the and, way, another guy who really loves music and a, a music historian. So
0: he, I'm sure anything you referenced, he... Well, it know, was funny. It. He was working on the album that was to be the soundtrack of the band that was murdered in the movie. Oh, and, right. he's like, and he's like, and you want to hear it? And he turned it up really loud through, on Zoom. He said, I haven't played this yet. And it was just like, you know, over to Zoom speakers. like, like what are you refer- doing? It. You can barely right. hear it. But right. well, it was like, okay, I see where you're going with this. And yeah. it was ended up, you know, it was released on Black Friday for Record Store Day, but it was... It was a bit more somber with all that happened. Definitely. Well, that, I'm sure, was your bucket list this year.
1: Any bucket list items this year for you that you uh, checked off? Jack White, I guess. I mean, going
0: to Nashville. I always love going to Nashville. But going into, you know, being in Third Man and being just treated really well and getting to know those people, the great people who worked there, was definitely a highlight because they're real fans of music and they really know their stuff and they're very friendly so it always makes things a lot easier
1: yeah i got to hang out with patrick carney the other day and we were chatting drums and i, I know that you interviewed them not long ago so how was that interview if you the black keys
0: that was fun my in-laws are from uh, northeast ohio so there's a lot of uh inside northeast ohio talk going on there <laughs> that's cool in one of the videos we did uh we i asked them through uh, our one of our news writers Jonathan Cohen about basically what is your favorite hamburger joint in Akron and they gave the most one of the most puzzled looks when that was he's like how do you know that and that's actually a damn good question <laughs> Well, another great interview! So, congrats on that interview. I guess if we had to talk about
1: the biggest years for artists this year, I mean, I'm gonna throw out a handful of names here. I would say Rosalia, Harry Styles. I I feel like Jack what about White. The, had what a, about the weekend? The weekend, Jack White, Bad Bunny had a great year, obviously. So, you know, those are and and on the rock side, like I said, I think Maniskin had a really great year. But any other artists that we're not talking about
0: that should? I mean, I would have said Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, up until I think think about what they were doing before Zach got injured. I That's mean, true. they. Even when Zach was injured, they were playing arenas all over the country. You
1: know, it's funny talking about Rage. I mean, definitely one of my favorite gigs this year. I got to see them. Oh, I'm so jealous. Uh, I mean, it was such a great show at Madison Square Garden. Uh It's actually when he, you know, he injured his leg, so he was sitting down you know the majority of the show but it was still such a great show and the energy in that room i mean i saw billy joel there and we we spoke briefly about it the other day when not a fan i felt like i was at like dinner theater everyone was in their seats nobody was moving nobody was club standing. yeah was, <laughs> and so and from that to like rage against the machine where the entire audience was energized and it was this kinetic and energy just think that those songs are 23 years old yeah for the most part definitely but uh rage, Incredible show, one of my favorite shows this year. Uh, let's get into it, what were some of your favorite shows this year?
0: Uh, by far and away it was the Taylor Hawkins tribute at the Forum. That was just the emotion and the you know, the heavy hearts and just the pride that all the artists took in performing for him. Mm. And just feeling how beloved he was among them. It was just, it was, it was a real, real special night and it was great to be there and to just see what was going on and being a part of it as the audience. You know, it was, you know, you get this, you got to see collaborations you'd never expect to see Josh Homme playing car songs, amazing them crooked vultures. And then, you know, basically Dave Grohl playing Michael Anthony with Wolfgang Van Halen playing his father and Justin Hawkins, David Lee Roth and Josh Freese, Alex Van Halen and having it sound like Van Halen was incredible. I got to say, Justin Hawkins really surprised me this year.
1: I'm a big fan of his YouTube show, which we'll get into. But those performances were incredible. Uh, I got—I actually ran into Luke from the Struts last night. I'm going to see him perform tonight. He's playing with Mark Garson. He's doing some mm-hmm. Bowie songs, and so he played with at the actually at the Taylor Hawkins tribute in London with Queen, and that was incredible. Just to see them
0: yeah, perform—it was—it was, it was a treat. That that whole that both shows were just—you know—they were well—they were well done. know done with all the right spirit and with great intentions and there's nothing more you could say it was just everything about it was just done for the right reasons yeah
1: I was jealous I mean the timing didn't work out for me on either one of those shows but great great shows I watched both of them I was there in spirit I think some of my other favorite shows this year, Iggy, I just saw play. Yeah, when did you see Iggy? So Iggy played at the Celine show the other day. It was actually, I feel like it was a tribute to Meet Me in the Bathroom. It was The Strokes, Interpol, The Kills, which some of those bands are not part of that that film, and Iggy. And, And so Iggy, one of the greatest singers ever, one of my icons. I mean, I feel like... You know, I, I love Iggy and he's incredible. Uh, you know, it is a little bit hard to see when he's limping and, and he's not in the form he was in 10 years ago, but he's still one of the, the greatest singers of all time. Have so you heard the album? I've heard a little bit of it. And How I is like it? it. I, I like it. I've heard two songs so far, but, I, you know, I, I know it's Chad Smith is on. it. I think Duff, it's, it's Andrew Watts. Usual suspects of the guys that he hires to do his record. So a couple of the songs I've heard I loved um, and he's still great. I mean, he still sings great. Uh, Definitely one of my favorite shows and a very cool show. I mean, I didn't know going into the Celine show, every band would play full sets. So
0: how long was that show?
1: It started at eight and ended at like one or two in the morning, but it was great. So definitely one of my highlights. We talked a little bit about the pumpkins I saw on the at Irving Plaza. Uh, so which was better, Irving Plaza or the Bowl? Well, for me, it was Irving Plaza just because it was an intimate performance. I wasn't freezing, uh, and I got to see—you know—I could. I was standing right above, so I got to watch Jimmy Chamberlain. I'm a drummer, so I geek out. I'm go. watching amazing drummers all night long. So that was great. Uh, I feel like the Chili Peppers gig that we went to the Fonda—definitely one of the, the best shows I went to this year. And and 100, you know, I got invited to this uh, Billy Joe Armstrong gig earlier in the year that was like his birthday i thought it was a green day gig i got there and where it was, was it it was at desert five which actually uh-huh. you came to see me play there with the and the struts before when i had my birthday there but what an incredible show i mean this whole band showed up it was like every like legend in the building and it was for like 30 people so that was definitely one of the highlights of my life billy joe green day at desert five amazing show an honorable mention i would say goes out to Maneskin. i went to a private show they did for amex Amex does those sort of like those, you know, amazing large bands and small venues. And I got to see Madison play in a very small venue in New York. Another great show. And I think last but not least, Turnstile. Uh, and we just mentioned Turnstile, mm-hmm. this annual picnic with the Strokes. Another great festival. Uh, I, by the way, I'm forgetting Failure, who is a band we both really mm-hmm. like downtown. And I think, last but not least, the Palo Royale show I saw at the Palladium that I wanted you to come to was definitely the best show that I've seen them do. So I know, uh, oddly enough, you're not really a TV and film guy. I like to
0: say that I know a lot about A Little.
1: Right. So your favorite show, we talked a little better, bit about Better
0: it. Call Saul. The way it ended was, spoiler alert, was just bittersweet, but it was the perfect way for the, for uh, Gilligan and Gould to close out that show because you just wanted you wanted it to feel like the the path you were on meant something and the way it kind of jumped around the last season and kind of the way that was a really slow burn throughout the whole series to get to where you were just felt satisfying and you just you don't get that most of the time with a series like that yeah interesting enough you're not
1: a tv guy but that seems to be the only show that you're like obsessed with right i i know
0: (laughs) I, i know a lot about a little
1: well, if I could recommend some shows to you, my yes, favorite please show do. This year, definitely White Lotus. Uh, I've heard season. so
0: many great. So what's the deal with White Lotus? Is it? They shot the first one in Maui, right? And yeah, then this so, one's in Italy? Or? Yeah,
1: and in every, in every season someone gets killed. And so so is it like uh, True Detective? Not really because it's like, you know.
0: It's, Different casts.
1: Yeah, White and, Lotus is this amazing resort. It's like always set at the White Lotus Resorts. Uh, this one was set it. in Sicily. Uh, An incredible show. I think the entire world is buzzing around this show this year. Except for me. Except for you. (laughs) It just finished. Jennifer Coolidge, Aubrey Plaza. Great show. Mike White created it. It's on HBO. If you haven't seen the second season run to go see uh, it. What about def- the first season? First season's great too. I'm just assuming anyone that's gonna watch the second season probably saw the first season, but definitely one of the best shows this year, no question. Handful of other shows I really liked. I know this is primarily a music show, so I won't spend too much time talking about shows Let's that, hear it. that are not music related. The offer was a great show. It stars Miles Teller, Giovanna Ribsey, Connor Hanks. It's about the story of The Godfather, the making of the Godfather. Yes, Paramount it, Plus, right? Paramount Plus it's it's funny, the story about the making of the Godfather is almost more interesting than the godfather how so well it just that movie almost didn't get made the the mafia got really involved they didn't want it to be made i mean it's incredibly fascinating so if you have a moment highly recommended it's a great great movie i mean i didn't know anything about the making of the godfather but if you spend it's definitely worth spending a couple hours watching this another another show that i really highly recommend this year the bear i don't know if you watched it another movie that just this is
0: about the cook right it's about the cook
1: uh it's, it's about a chef that comes home to Chicago to run his family sandwich mm-hmm. shop. There's a death oh, in the so family. Oh, so this is why
0: there was that, all that uh, beef craze or whatever. Exactly,
1: exactly. Jeremy Allen, A Star is Born. There was definitely some shows this year where sort of certain stars were born. I, I would say Aubrey Plaza was already doing well. White Lotus, Jennifer Coolidge, White Lotus. And for sure, this is the year of Jeremy White. Great show, uh, The Bear. I also really love We Crash, Jared Leto. When I talk about music and I talk about actors, he's probably the only actor in the world that has made it successful in a rock band. If you think about rock bands where there's a successful singer that's also a great actor, I can't really think about anyone else that's succeeded in both the way Jared Leto has. What
0: about Juliette Lewis? She's
1: done well. I love Juliette Lewis, but not, maybe not quite. I'm to give this some thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, We Crash was a great show. Okay. It's, it's Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway. It's the story of the rise and fall of WeWork. Got uh, it. A company that I actually worked out of for a couple of years, so I'm very, very familiar with WeWork. From the forty-seven billion valuation to a very small valuation, and it's a great, great story. I feel like a lot of the shows that I really uh, embrace this year were sort of, you know, based on real life circumstances. I wonder what if
0: that's going to happen to Twitter and Tesla.
1: Oh my God, it's probably it's probably next. But uh, we can't talk about that without talking about also super pumped. Another great show uh, about the story of Travis Kalanick, uh-huh. the CEO of Uber was ultimately ousted so again you know I love documentaries I feel like we probably both love documentaries mm-hmm. so a lot of these shows again based on real life uh, another great show if you haven't seen it check out super pumped for sure another show on everyone's list severance I don't know if you've seen severance I've heard of it well severance is also Adam Scott who okay. leads a team of office workers whose memories have been surgically divided between their work and their personal life so it's almost like watching an episode of black Mirror. Definitely one of the most coveted shows this year. People seem to love the show. I got through most of it, but I can say it's it's incredible. It's, it's a great, great show. Were you a, I don't know if you're a House of Dragons. So, okay, so you're not a Game of Thrones fan. That- that's above my brain capacity (laughs) okay well if you haven't seen actually house of the dragons it's a great great show it's the prequel to Game of Thrones one of the best shows this year I mean there are certain shows that I would like run home to see if I was out that being one of them I mean Mm -hmm. we all have the other so I guess Better Call Saul was the only show that you would run to go but I but I did watch other shows that are on your list You did. Okay. Well, so a few others that are on my list Wednesday, Mm -hmm. Tim Burton. It's the story of the Adams Family Mm -hmm. and Nevermore Academy. Tim Burton is a genius. So either way you slice it. I mean, this show, I just started watching it. Uh, Jenna Ortega stars in this, but a great, great show. The genius of Tim Burton never ceases to amaze me. He's incredible. Definitely one of my favorite shows this year already, and I just started watching it. And I had to go back and sort of, like, Google which shows came out this year, because it, when you think about shows that came out in January already, it feels like... You it's know, a really year ago. Exactly. Literally. So uh, Another few shows, just to touch base on in a moment, uh, Dahmer was great. I did see that. Gave me nightmares. What about it's you? It's tough to watch. Tough to watch. I mean, the meat sandwich. Oh. I don't want to watch that. I I feel like it was really hard to watch. But Ugh. Ryan Murphy and uh, another. Uh, I mean,
0: you know what you're getting with Ryan Murphy. You at do. This but point.
1: but having incredible success. Really hard to watch. But I thought it was very well done. Uh, euphoria. We can't not talk about TV. I, not talk I, about I, yes, What euphoria. a stellar year.
0: That show is. It ke- it's another one that it keeps getting better and better
1: no question i think labyrinth is going to come on the show coming up actually billie eilish brought him out about 2 days ago to her show he does all the music for it and i think i think billie eilish actually brought out dave grohl last and night and phoebe bridgers that's right that's right so definitely if you haven't i mean if you're if you're sleeping under a rock and haven't seen Euphoria season 2 Make sure you check it out. It's
0: one of the wildest shows on TV. I think it's safe to say that. Definitely.
1: Now, did you see Pam and Tommy this year? No, I need to. That's a great show. I will say Sebastian Stan.
0: Wasn't it the biggest Halloween costume of the year?
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. But, you know, the casting on Pam and Tommy was so on point. Sebastian Stan, Lily James, about the infamous sex tape. Mm -hmm. What a great show. Again, you know, heavy on a lot of my shows, heavy on music. I thought it was great. Uh, Very well done. And you forget, you know, this whole it was sort of really the first sex tape to come out many years ago not willingly but the first one to do really it, they it was
0: it was definitely a, a pioneer in that field
1: it was it was uh, another great show this year minx I don't know if you saw Minx it's mm. about 1970s young feminists that joins mm. forces. With a low rent publisher to create the first erotic magazine for women, sort of the first Playgirl. Mm-hmm. Great show, also on HBO. Highly recommended. And another show that if you haven't seen it, The Dropout. You know the story of The Dropout, Elizabeth Holmes. Ah, uh, yes. Who actually just got sentenced. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I know the Real's the the news story, not the not the show.
1: But a, a great, great show. Again, just a, another show. Highly recommended. I have not seen Yellowstone, but people seem to really it's, buzz about it.
0: It's a very big. Uh, it has a very big following every every sunday night it's like you go on social media it's a yellowstone this yellowstone that and it's just interesting that they have a harrison ford and helen mirren as the 1923 stars which is i guess a prequel to that
1: It's funny because they come out with shows now there's always like the prequel shows so but uh, are you a film guy any great films you saw this year I haven't been to a movie theater in years. Well, <laughs> even on TV, these could be shows that you stream. I mean, all the streaming services seem to really. I like to meet me in the bathroom,
0: Doc. Yeah, I let's saw talk that about recently. that. By the way, amazing
1: footage. Mm-hmm. So, if you haven't seen Meet Me in the Bathroom, it's about the story of LCD, The Strokes, New York, early two thousands, Interpol.
0: Yeah, it's just it's a it's a snapshot into a different time is probably the best way to describe it, and I don't think that time can exist in today but I hope it does yeah I love watching
1: the, like the, the early like Karen O footage oh yeah it was footage. great and
0: the, whoever had the foresight to capture that like kudos
1: it's funny cuz someone was saying to me there should be like a second version of that movie I'm like I'm sure whenever they were filming it they didn't know that those artists would become as <laughs> right, big as they exactly were. So how could there be a second
0: you know yeah it can, can't can
1: be a part two cuz no one like someone had the wherewithal to film
0: it but I don't think they filmed and an it. it is on probably on VHS <laughs> exactly. or did, did you see the Batman by any chance I did not I did not I don't know man <laughs> I, I don't know I that was a I don't know if it was because I saw it on a plane and or whatnot but they didn't I don't know didn't do it you it is hard watching movies on a plane I don't really but even, like... even so but you know they're the magic of the Christian Bale Batmans that's true there was just even you know anything after like the Ben Affleck one it's like what are we trying to do here and th- it was a three-hour movie wow some people really seem to like that film, but I guess
1: it's a film that you didn't take to for whatever. I reason. mean, I
0: get what they were doing, but I prefer Michael Keaton, and I prefer Christian Bale.
1: Yeah, I, I could see that for sure. Just
0: not that there was anything wrong about what uh, Pattinson did. It just it was very. It felt like the movie Seven mm. very much, if that makes sense.
1: I didn't see it, but for sure, at some point, but I you've seen have to Seven see though, yeah, right? Yeah, I've seen Seven. Of course, it was
0: very much like that. It was always raining dark, and dark and yeah. moody, which is cool. Yeah, but. There had to be, you know, I think at least an hour could have been cut off of it. And But Christopher, the way Christopher Nolan did it was just, you know, action-packed. And it was like you barely knew what you were going on. And it was this, that, this, that. This one had a lot a lot going on, and it kind of bogged it down. But, hey, what do I know? I'm not a film critic. <laughs> right.
1: Well, some other films which I really did like this year. I don't know if you saw the Elvis movie, Baz Luhrmann. No, I wanted to
0: see that. I see it's on HBO, and it's streaming. So it's one I'm probably, probably going to catch up on in the next few days.
1: Highly recommended. Austin Butler's a star. I yeah, think that's just, what everyone says. Just got nominated. So highly recommended. I don't know if you also saw Moon Age Daydream, the Bowie film. But uh, ha- Brett Morgan, I heard it was Bowie. great. Great movie. More He's like he always
0: a- does great stuff, though.
1: Great stuff. More like an art film for me than actually a documentary. But again, the footage—it's all about the footage that people captured from back in the day. So highly recommended. A few other music-related things that I think if you haven't seen the docu series, My Life as a Rolling Stone. I heard that was great. Great. I mean, it's a four-part series. They kind of focus on each member. You get to see Charlie and his artwork, and you get to really explore the characters of you know that make up the Rolling Stones—a 60-year career so you don't realize like how long this band has been around and there's still they're still amazing um, and, and I think again it's a little bit hard to find it's on epics uh, it's one of these channels that a lot of people don't seem to like really you know watch that much but uh, highly recommend I may be one of
0: eight people who, who subscribe to it so. <laughs> <laughs> well
1: if you haven't seen it check it out I actually really like the John Wayne documentary the hard way John Wayne, if you don't know singer for bad English the babies early on and and a, a great documentary was done mostly during COVID, and and again you can see the bitterness and sort of his life and you know a career that uh, some may say really didn't. You know hit the pinnacle of others but i really thought it was well done and uh not someone that i really focus on that much and think about john wait's career but i thought it was very well
0: done probably gave new appreciation and insight to it though
1: i feel like i feel like it did i mean I, I don't you know listen to missing you that often but i do listen to the babies here and there a great pop oh, yeah, band from yeah, back in the day absolutely so definitely a worth uh, a documentary if you like documentaries we're checking out. And last but not least, if you haven't seen Triangle of Sadness, it's a great film. It's a s- sort of satirical black comedy. It's based on a model and an influencer and their sort of adventures on this luxury cruise I what can happens. only imagine. Uh, it's great. In fact, it's kind of a sad thing, but I used to work many years ago with Charlie Dean who's the star of this movie and she actually tragically passed away mm. uh, earlier this year. I think we have been speaking about uh, it's been a, a crazy year with all the people
0: that actually passed away. So I guess we can get into that a little bit. Yeah, it's just been... It's just been tough, you know, you never expect anyone, you know, I mean, death is always looming, but it's never, you know, something you anticipate happening. And there were a bunch of shockers this year, especially in the music world. I mean, Christine McVie a few weeks ago, right? Yeah, what a shocker. And then obviously Taylor, which, you know, rattled the the entire music world Mm. to its core. And even Coolio, Coolio was only 59. Crazy. The legendary rapper. So. Yeah, I remember I years ago I
1: sat next to Coolio on a plane and uh and he's like, you know, tell me about your upbringing. We started speaking. He's like, yeah, I used to like rob houses when I was a kid. I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't do that. But that was definitely. I don't think
0: the Roslyn police would like that very <laughs> yeah, much, right? That
1: was, uh, well, that wasn't me. I wasn't robbing it. He was telling me about no, his. I yeah, I know. Yeah, they wouldn't like that, for sure. Or the Five Towns Police. They yeah, I don't, I don't like think that. the Cedarhurst cops <laughs> would take
0: too kindly or North Woodmere. No,
1: but that was one of my more memorable first class experiences. I don't really fly first class that often, but the one time, to- a couple of times I have, you know, my life it's I quite sat the upgrade. Up. Yeah, it, it was actually it's a good one. It was, it was actually great. But let's talk about some other people tragically that passed away this year. There's definitely been... I mean, I think Taylor Hawkins definitely, you know, the most tragic thing this year for anyone. I, I do... I feel good about the fact that the Foo Fighters are kind of getting back out there a little bit and Dave's been performing a bunch lately. I feel like, you know, if I had to make a prediction for next year, they'll probably be back in action. I don't know how you feel about that, but... You
0: know. I don't know. I, I just hope, you know... I just hope for the best. You know, it's yeah. it's a big loss and, it, and they're, all those guys are close, so... You know, I just hope that they're, make, you know, that they, they, they do right by themselves, you know? No question. And, and don't listen to the outside noise. And they still have a lot of great music left in them, I think.
1: So if we had to just say the wrap-up for this year, Daniel, and your artists, we talked about artists to watch for next year. Are there any other artists to watch for next year that you really have your eye on? Again, you turn me out to Turnstile. They had a huge year this
0: year. I mean, I'm expecting big albums from big artists next year, and... There were a lot of huge albums from artists this from rising art. I mean the, the thing the beauty about music is you never know what's gonna grab you mmm like no one would have expected this time two years ago that turnstile would be you know the band yeah so you just I don't want to make any predictions just yet. We we need your predictions. It's exactly what we're
1: asking for. I don't have my crystal
0: ball in front of me,
1: though, so I'm going to hedge quite a bit. Are there any albums that are slated for next year that you're really excited to hear? doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be the biggest albums next year, but just that you're really excited to hear.
0: I'm gonna take the fifth because I know a bunch of stuff is in the pipeline, but I don't, I'm not I'm not sure if I'm of liberty to reveal okay. what that what that may be.
1: All right, well, or any any gorillas,
0: tour- gorillas, I am actually interested to hear. Yeah,
1: for sure. Are there any tours that you're excited to see next year? I mean, I think the Chili Peppers tour with that incredible. And that's not going to be
0: here though. I don't think. I feel like they're they're doing they're doing shows secondary markets or tertiary markets. Yeah, or I'll fly somewhere and there and you check go. That. Yeah. I mean, I'm not the world's biggest Taylor Swift fan, but I know a lot of people seem to be very excited about that.
1: Yeah, I guess we could talk about the whole Ticketmaster debacle. Yeah,
0: I mean, Pearl Jam predicted that in 1994, said it was happening and no one listened. Mm. And now all of a sudden. That's true. They were right. They were right for sure. It's just a shame that uh, fans are the ones who get, you know, the short end to stick with these type of things.
1: Yeah, I will say 2022, an interesting year for music. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm excited for 2023. I feel like we're still we were just talking about it again right before we started with the pandemic, we lose track of space and time oh my god and it's uh you really know I don't, i'm wild. googling like everything to see which year like i said when things came out and when it didn't come out because it still feels like we're pulling ourselves out of that time period so i feel mm-hmm. like by 2023 it's going to be a good year
0: but there yeah and there were a lot of great small shows this year and big did you went to the stadium tour to the deaf leopard motley crew i did sure. not go out, really <laughs> enough yeah
1: i did introduce nikki six to his wife but i didn't seem to get tickets for that show so for whatever reason i, I did not go but uh i heard a lot of People had a lot of fun I mean I'm just happy That that was one of the
0: biggest It was a good nostalgia tour But seeing like the Yeah 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 At the Teragram And Black Keys At the Troubadour Even Third Eye Blind At the Troubadour It was nice to be back In those intimate venues And seeing uh Everyone regaining their footing.
1: Yeah, as we speak now, I believe that Metallica is doing like a secret show tonight. So um, yeah, there's always
0: oh the benefit show, the the charity show. Yeah, there's something they're doing some show downtown.
1: But there, but there are there are a lot of bands that did, you're right that did these sort of like bigger bands and smaller venues, which I always love to see. Uh, and I feel like um, it, for sure that's going to be the year of a lot of surprises
0: next year. So. Stay tuned, right? Indeed, that that's the joy of looking forward to twenty three. Exactly. Well, I appreciate you. And Blink one eighty two. How did we forget about that? We we
1: forgot about. They're they're gonna have a massive year next year. How could
0: I mean? I feel dumb forgetting (laughs) about that. That was a gigantic you know reunion that was kind of in the works for about a year, but it finally got announced and people went nuts over that. It's funny. I was with a band last night, Beauty
1: School Dropouts. That I don't know if it's Tom DeLonge or one of them, one of the Blink guys. Is it Mark? It might have been Mark that actually uh, performed with them and, and did a song with them, Almost Famous, and a great track. And, yeah, we were talking about it, just the fact that they're having such a huge year and they're going to have a really big 2023.
0: So Yeah, that's one. That's a band to keep your eye on, for How sure. do we forget about that? Right? I don't know. It's, the Linda <laughs> Lindas also had a big year. That's true. That's one true. of my favorite things we did is we set up uh, them and Kathleen Hanna to talk. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. And same with uh, Taylor Momsen and uh, Kim Thiel and Matt Cameron. So... A lot of good stuff A japanese breakfast had a big year i mean it was building off the momentum of last year and it's just great it's i'm more interested in seeing what, what comes of that because yeah. who had the strong 22 and that could really carry it forward well every time i talk to you and we do these i learn
1: about new records that i don't know about i discover new artists so i appreciate it it's great to have you here it's really
0: always fun ah blessed thank you for having me
1: yeah i'm excited for next year so we're gonna do a lot of fun stuff together check it out guys make sure you check out our list they're gonna go up on spotify Best of. I appreciate you tuning in. Have a great end of the year and thanks for coming on.
0: This is Lips
1: LA. Awesome. And that was always a fun time hanging out with music editor Spin Daniel Cohen. The year in review. What an interesting year it was. I'm excited for 2023. I always appreciate your support. Thanks for tuning in as always. Theme music by Robbie Hoffman. It was a great year. I'm excited to see what comes next for 2023 and have a great and safe holiday. See you next year. Hey, how do,
0: y'all? I'm Uncle Drank, star of the Ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher,
1: or wherever you get your podcasts.